Okay. Prophecy and perspective. The points of no return. We've been looking at different kind of prophecies in the last weeks. We've been doing all the prophecies about uh, the Middle East, Jerusalem, the time of the Gentiles, uh, the importance of the temple. And in all these, we've been doing quite uh, different views from the prophetic word of God to the last time, to, to, the, to the end of the Gentiles' time. Today, we're going to do a little bit of turning and moving into the right, the last time, but we're going to see those uh, particular moments in the Bible where the Bible declare that a man who will do such a thing, one of these, there is, I'm afraid, there is only a expectation that they will end up in hell. There will be no forgiveness that's it quite rash and hard for, for a God that is a loving God, like our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to have questions at the end. And I want you to know that you will have all the right to ask all sort of questions you want to. So we move on here for the first one. We, we have made clear that, that the creation is about 7,000 years. It's, you know, the timeline that we have uh, the first rebellion age. It's called from Adam to Abraham. It went for 2,000 two, two years. We have the Torah age, that is from Abraham to Jesus Christ, another 2,000 years. We have the grace age, is from Jesus Christ, uh, from the first coming to the second coming of the Lord, that is the 6,000 years. And we have the millennium, that is the 1,000 years. This made 7,000 years more or less typifying what Peter says in the book of Peter, chapter 2, about one day to the Lord is about a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day for the Lord. So we have seven days of creation, seven thousand years of uh, permission to be in this earth. And then this is more or less a, a foundation in which we are working. We've been having understanding. We came into the times of the Gentiles, the grace of uh, age, and then we have that we said that Jesus was born about the year 4 uh, uh, AD, Annus Dominic, after the, the Lord, uh, using the, the, the dead of Pontius Pilate, Heros, sorry, the king Heros. And, and Jesus was born in those days. He actually lived 33 years, so he died in the year 37. We said the Pentecost and June. The year 37 was the Pentecost that uh, we see in the Bible, Acts chapter 2. And then it started the times of Gentiles. And the times of the Gentiles is very important because it's our time. We have said also that the times of the Gentiles will end, more or less, more or less, about the year 2037. Uh, the age of grace is equal to the times of the Gentiles, or the Gentiles being given salvation more than the Jews. Okay, we already know that. We are moving into this time of the Gentile of the prophecy that we saw last Monday. Prophecy fulfillment about cities, individual and endless and races of people is, is prophecy that time-wise are for now. Uh, they are being fulfilled. We saw uh, nine different peoples in the Bible that uh, could be, uh, the prophet could come to be fulfilled in these days. Also, we saw the prophecy fulfillment about the confederation of nations against Israel, Psalm 83. 
that make it very clear about that prophecy going to happen sometime soon. And then we have the prophetic fulfillment about the world's power against Israel, when Israel will be uh, the world power in the Middle East. It's Ezekiel 38, it's the famous uh, prophecy about Armageddon, that would be at the end of the Great Tribulation. So we have, this is a timeline that will give us a reference time for to understand. Now, we move to this, this particular time or, or the fulfillment of the Great Tribulation to what the Lord Jesus said, it is the points of no return. And there, here we are. I need you to help me with the Bible, please. Uh, uh, will you be kind enough? Uh, uh, uh -huh. Martin, will you do Matthew 24, 37, 39, please? You know, uh, Albert, will you do 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9 to 12? Uh -huh. uh, Alan, will you do Re Revelation 13, 16 to 18, please? These three points of no return are the point that the Bible established. Uh, there is a moment in which we are going to be confronted with the last moment of truth. Or you decide to be for the Lord and with the Lord, or you take your decision to be on your own and, uh, and never be with God again. We are going to see what these prophecies say. Could you read Matthew 24, 37, please? As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Uh, for in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Um, up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. All these three points speak about the days when Jesus will come back. And this is what he's saying. In Matthew 24, he's talking about the days of Noah. Now, when he made mention of the days of Noah, we already studied about the days of Noah with the Nephilim, with the angel that came down, with the uh, immorality that were going on in the world. And that's why the flood came. The flood came as a, as, a, as a judgment to those particular guys on those days. And God judged the whole world. And only one family of six people or eight people were saved. Only eight guys were saved. Now, this is Jesus' prophecy in Matthew 24. Now, the, the days of Noah is the last days made of years, obviously. He's not talking on one particular day. He's talking of years, probably seven, ten years, I don't know, maybe 15 years. But it's a certain period of years in which people will be living like in the days of Noah. Now, what it makes certain is that this prophecy is just before or entering the Great Tribulation. Now, what has to do the days of Noah with the last days of Jesus? Oh, that's why we come. Because he said that in those days, in the days of Noah, no one was saved. Only eight people who were saved by grace, and it was Noah and his family. And the world would have been, I don't know, would have been perhaps a million or two million people. I don't know. It would have been a whole population that was running already for 2,000 years, almost. And there were, there, no, 1,000 and a half years. 
and there were these uh, multiplication of family. There were no, no, you know, family uh, uh, care, any any medicine or any request for a woman not to have a child. Actually, every girl that came into poverty and it was able to get pregnant, probably it would get pregnant and they usually have a child once a year, uh, as any woman could do. There were the age where women was very strong. Humanity were living 700 years, 800 years. So we are talking of a strong generation with ability to increase the, the, the procreation in great amount. Uh, a woman would have been alive 50 years and by then would have probably 30 children or 25 children. <laughs> and that was quite normal. And God created like that. Now, the, 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 the last days of Noah is a point of no return because Jesus compared that when he will come, people will be in a party. People will be sexually very much active. They will be going all sort of kind of immorality. But he relate, we relate these days of Noah to the second one. And the second one is in 2 Thessalonians 9 to 12, please. So 2 Thessalonians 2. Uh, 9 to 12. This is the New King James Version. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all un unrighteous deception among those who among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be con condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. Thank you. In this case, Paul is prophesying or is talking about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is speaking here of what we call in theology is called the lie. This is not a normal lie. This is a specific lie where humans are going to believe it. And it's just before his coming. And, and, and he said that those who believe this lie, they won't be able to have any kind of mercy or forgiveness. They will, God will send them a, a spirit to believe this lie in order that they may be condemned, that they do, won't be able to be uh, saved that they are going to lose the future because they have decided that they are not going to believe God. So what make a God, our God, to do such a thing with people like that? And this is the point where we are. Because if you join the days of Noah with the lie of Paul, you are going to have a, a pattern, you are going to have a package that come right at the end, just before the Lord Jesus come, uh, before the, the great tribulation, where it looks like there is going to be a time when there will be a, a, a division very clear, where there will be a, a, a total partition. One will be the saved people and the other will be those who are not going to be saved. And this is the, the, the understanding what the Bible gives us. But this also comes together also with Revelation 13. Revelation 13, verse 16 and 18, please. You got yeah, the mic. Yeah, got it. Thank you. Um, it also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, 
So they could not buy or sell unless they had that, the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So we, we got three points here. Now in Revelation 13, we have the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is the one that everyone knows. Everyone in this world, anyone in the Western world knows about the mark of the beast or the 666. And it is so popular, you know. But this is John prophesying in the book of Revelation what is going to happen in the days of the Antichrist here. But it looks like there is a package coming all together because the three of them, they got something in common. And they come, the common denominator of this three pronouncement is that there will be a time when there will be no uh, grace to be saved. If you move into any of this time, that's, those are the points of no returning. That is it. The, if you are in the days of Noah and you're going to enjoy like the days of Noah and you are going to be living in those days, it will be very difficult for anyone to go back to Jesus Christ and say no. Because it will be consumed almost by the society, by the spirit of the age, by the movement that is there. And the days of Noah are characteristic that no one was saved. People were condemned for, for the lifestyle they were carrying. In 2 Thessalonians, is Paul talking about this particular lie that people are going to believe. So we have that the lie is something that is going to be promoted in a, a particular time and season. And this lie or that lie is going to be promoted, promoted in the days of Noah. So the days of Noah is an extension of time. And then the fashional will be the lie when it comes and it will be there manifested. And then after that lie has been believed by many, there comes the mark of the beast. The three of them are consequences one to the other. And the three of them is like a package uh, that is going to be given to humanity. I do not believe that they are going to be uh, different one to the other. It, it, it would have been quite awkward from the Lord, from God to bring us Sometimes the days of Noah in one degree and then the lie another way and then the mark of the beast and another. All of them come just before the Lord Jesus returned to us. So we have, we have three points of no returning for anyone to understand how it, this is going to work and what will happen there. Okay. Now, any question up to here? Any, any, any suggestion, please? Yes. So the days of Noah... Uh, I know, you know this is specifying the last days of, um, you know, about the, before Jesus comes. But does is it doesn't mean because I, I don't think that even after Noah it it changed, it continued until now. So is it the intensity gets more towards the end of this world, or what does it mean really? Because with, with the sexual immorality, it's been there for years. It's not like it's going to just happen now. Yeah. The, the days of Noah, Jesus make it, make it clear that his coming, it will be like the days of Noah. He's saying that the same intensity that was in the days of Noah to unbelief Noah, 
not to believe what he proclaimed, not to believe what he prophesied, didn't give people any chance to be saved. All of them were lost. Only eight people were saved, and that was Noah and his house. Or the whole civilization, we're talking all humanity. So it's not joking. When he said the days of Noah will be like this and this, and, and that will happen just before I come, he's saying in the same way that people were lost and they couldn't save themselves because they didn't repent, they didn't believe Noah, it's going to happen quite the same. Before my coming, people are not going to believe that I am coming. And they will do and carry on doing what they want to do. Marriage, being in marriage, being in party, you know, eating, drinking, enjoying themselves, and nobody's going to believe what Jesus has prophesied. So it, it, the implication is the same, to the same that happened in the book of, of Genesis chapter 7 and 8 about Noah and the judgment with the flood. It is going to happen in the days of Jesus when he come, he will judge the earth. But he said there is certain days of Noah that I, I, I tend to believe that the last days is made of years. He's not saying few days. He's saying minimum, I suppose, seven years of the great tribulation that will be like that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else? Any question? Come on. Give me a smile. Say something. Yeah. Martin. Um, I just wanted to like ask a question about practically when Jesus talks about a uh, God's kingdom, he says like the the way to God's kingdom is not the big obvious kind of road, but it's like a really tiny road. You have to seek the God's kingdom to actually get there. And only like a lot will be called, but only few will be saved. Is that is that kind of the ratio when you look at the days of Noah? Because there was like only really tiny few. And I understand that part of it was the corruption, which we talk about in the past. But You, you are right. That's the ratio, exactly. Jesus said there will be the narrow road, the narrow gate. The, the, the gate of perdition is very wide and many go through that one. But the narrow road, it won't be found. The ratio will be very small in the days of Noah. Today, the, the, the ratio of, of salvation is, is quite open. A lot of people, many countries, Latin America's in revival, Africa's in revival, national listening, radio station coming up, uh, TV station of Christian are coming there, evangelist preaching, you know, evangelistic campaign in Brazil and Costa Rica and Burundi and Uganda, apostle this, a prophet that. And you hear all these, uh, all these preachers on YouTube, but there will be the day when the days of Noah, that is going to diminish it. And there will be great amount of people that don't want or they are not going to believe. And that's, that ratio will be quite small on those days. Mm. Now, these days of Noah is, is a season, is, 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 is a, 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 a chunk of years, I suppose, seven years. I don't know how long it will last. But I, I, I tend to believe that will be just the year before the Great Tribulation. But in the days of Noah, they will raise also the lie. And that is important because when Paul prophesied that this lie, it, 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 people are going to receive the lie. They're going to believe it. And it looks like that this is a moment of no returning for them. But also, after the lie, there will be also the mark of the beast. So one follows the other and all of them come in one package right at the end. I may be wrong, 
I may be the one is after the other or separate or besides to it, I don't know. But I tend to believe that uh, uh, God will work things in, in a, a particular orderly manner in which these things are going to develop until the mark of the beast, that is the, the, the last one that everyone knows, it will be uh, uh, controlling the whole planet Earth through the ID identity that he wants to develop it with that. Mm -hmm. Okay, any, any question? Anything more? Yeah, okay, guys? I'm just, uh, uh, Fernando, I'm just a little bit concerned that um, that Matthew has uh, got a bit of a downer on um, people getting married. <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> as I read it, okay, my, my version is very similar to Albert's. I don't know if a different translation might have it differently, but it just says uh, they were eating. So, as in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I think it's saying is that it's just kind of preoccupied with the mundane day to day life. Yes. Is that what it's saying? Yes, okay, it does so say not that. Uh, perhaps the translator were very faithful or very good in putting there they were given in marriage or they would be concerned about marriage. It sounds very holy. Actually, the idea is that uh, uh, there will be the days of Noah would be like the Nephilims. They were taking women by many and marrying many at the same time. The sexuality or the morality or the growth of it will go with the joy of being married. So there's a prophecy, for example, in the book of Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 8 or 12, that says uh, uh, women will be prophesying in the last day, women will, will, will reach out to men, seven women for a man, asking a man, can I bear your surname? Can I take care of you? Just be my husband. Could you be with me and I will pay for your bills? So there is the idea that men are going to be very scarily. There will be no many in those days. And women will be desperate to procreate, to have sex, or to have a man to look after them. Uh, poly polygamy is going to be developed in those days. The marriage there is not a holy marriage Christian church and everything is going to be wonderful. No, it means, it means taking partners by few, not just one, but also in the point of uh, erotic sexual intercourses that will bring men to a satisfaction and women to be respected because they are married. That's not what it says in my version. <laughs> what does it say in your version? <laughs> no, no, no. So I suppose that's more like the Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians that Albert read, where um, in my, um, so it talked about. Um, I can't remember the word in your version, Al, but it was almost right at the end. But here it says wickedness. Um, right at the end of the, of the section you read. So, so it's more in line with that mm -hmm. idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I get it. Pleasure yeah. and unrighteousness. Unrighteousness, that was it, yeah. Unrighteousness, yes. Yes, because the, the, the prophecy, it is clear that men are going to, uh, in the days of Noah, there will be a lot of normal activity in order to fulfill the desires of the flesh, in particular the sexual intercourse that we're going to develop in the planet. And there will be polygamy. There will be probably uh, a permission that any, you know, when people are not permitted to marry between families, uh, it will be permitted. 
and any any girl who had development is had the 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 custom of the woman they can have sex as far as they want and that, those are the days that we are look that, that we we go ahead we are looking ahead of days when when forget about the age that she need to be 17 or 16 no no if the boy is already with the ability to get to, to pregnant any girl is a man and that's it they got the right to do it so uh, and it's coming to that level of almost uh, immorality and sexuality in, in the planet mm -hmm. well going back to polygam polygamy but most of the people in the old testament had many wives um, well i understand the point that the, you what you're talking about is like you know just having um wives just just for pleasure is that is that what you're saying because yes. because like even uh, you know uh like some of the you know, people and like uh i know the king he said he was a king david or solomon or whatever they all had plenty of wives um so so that's different to this one it is different because in those days they were king they were men you could have many wives you were able to maintain them and to provide for them and having the wealth enough to pay the to pay what is the money for the to the father uh, to pay that degree of a sort of kind of price to get the girl into your possession you know and, but in these days it will be mainly given to the freedom of the choice of individual what we have today is a uh, a political correctness of tolerance. For example, if you see today in university, if somebody doesn't want to be a he or a she, it's going to be it. And you can, if you call her she or he, it can accuse you and can't ask you not to do so. And that freedom is going to develop in a sort of kind of a, a respect or individual, individuality that anyone that is said, this is my body, and amen. I am a woman. Uh, I go my costume as a woman every month, so I can have sex whenever I want, and that is it. And nobody will say no. The, the law is going in that way. The, the the society is going into that way. Any boy who is able to procreate will procreate, uh, and doesn't necessarily have to be married as a such. Uh, we understand, uh, uh, even though the Bible says that would be they will be given in marriage, meaning they will be getting many women. They're going to live with a man. And this is a prophecy that is also in Isaiah, as I said before, where women will, will reach out to a seven men, he said, a seven woman to one man, he said, asking them, asking a guy, one guy, could you be my husband, please? I will pay for you. I will do everything. I will give you my money. But can I take your surname? You know, and these are the days we're looking ahead. Yes, Ian? Well, they might be coming quite soon because everyone's been locked up for over a year, haven't they? So. <laughs> yeah, we'll be good with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we have the days of Noah. It's a season. You, you let 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 look at in timeline. Time you know, a period of a year. Then the lie come in the middle and become the fashionable thing, and then the mark of the beast. And everything is one pattern that goes to the moment where there is no way for people to be saved. Okay, now let's, let's, let's go one by one uh, now to understand it a little bit better. Okay, okay. Uh, perhaps James, could you help me with the reading all this? Uh, yeah. Um, Matthew 24, 37 to 39. Jesus' prophecy. 
the days of Noah. Do you want me to read the Bible verse out? No, only the reading here. Okay. Have to do with the ET connection. Extraterrestrials, fallen angels, masquerading as alien beings, presenting to mankind an inspired technology in the form of a genetic DNA implant given to humans, psychic and mental powers, and superhuman abilities. Fallen angels presently operate freely within hyperdimensional realms rather than within the limitations of time and space. These portal travel is explained in Job 1, 7 and 2, 2. Satan in heaven boasted to have been to and fro on the earth. Bringers of the dawn, teaching from the Pleiadians, Barbara Marshignac, 1992. Mm -hmm. so, thank you, James. Here we have a little bit more in trying to get into more detail of what is the days of Noah. Because Jesus prophesied that he would come and the days of Noah would be like that. The connection of, days of, of the days of Noah is with the extraterrestrials that the government of the United States, even the Catholic Church in China and everyone, they are waiting for the extraterrestrial to come and help because they have found that the DNA of human being were, uh, were put into human being in another world, not in this world. And this is, this is the thing, that in the days of Noah, the angels, the fallen angels came to Noah to those days and they procreate with women. They took women as they wanted and they created different races. There were the angels who were about six, seven meters high, well-looking, who had women and started to get preg women pregnancy. And also they did sex with animals and they did sex with birds and they did sex with mammals and anywhere they could. And the earth was totally corrupted. That's why the judgment of the flood came in. Now, these aliens of these fallen angels, it is possible, according to the word of Jesus, that would be like the days of Noah, that the fallen angel will masquerade and is coming to us as alien beings, presenting to mankind an inspired technology in order to form of a genetic DNA implant. Listen given to human cycle and mental powers and superhuman abilities. And this is what man is looking for. This is what the, the, the whole reset and globalization and China and Russia and superheroes and super soldiers, they are working for. They, are, they are really want to get to the moment they can, they can deal with the genome, with the, with the DNA of, of humans in order to create a man that will be superior. And that's what we saw in, 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 in the previous studies that we saw about the singularity, the moment when superhumans are going to be beyond humans. And that's what they're looking for. Now, these angels or these fallen angels or the days of Noah, uh, this happened in the past, it may come into us, not as a fallen angels, not anymore, as uh, angels uh, did in the past with a, lack, uh, with a lot of uh, ignorance or, or lack of knowledge, today they are coming to operate properly from another dimension. And this is what is clear for us because there are portals in this planet that allow the dimension, angelic dimension to come in and to go out. They move into that. 
And this is well explained for us in Job, Job 1, 7 and Job 2, 2, where Satan actually was there saying, I've been in the earth to and fro, moving around, and I've been doing my game. And he was in heaven and he was in the earth. So he actually is presented in, in, in among the sons of God in heaven before God himself. And for that, I, I put here a couple of books. One is The Bringers of the Dawn, and the other the teachings from the Pleiades or Pleiades is Barbara Mancinian, I don't know what, uh, 1992. You can find those books and you will read about those stuff. But this is this is the idea of the days of Noah. The days of Noah is not just a relevant reference of, of the past. It, it will bring what it was actually established on those days. And it will come to happen quite the same because Jesus prophesied that his coming will be like in the days of Noah. You can be sure it will be like in the days of Noah. <laughs> but obviously, uh, are you okay, guys? Come on, tell me, Martin, what is the question? It's not a question. It's just like, um, it's just like, we talk about like days of Noah and immorality and, you know, how it's going to be point of no return. And I don't know where we are talking about like ETs and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of like, I, I missed that link together. And I think that's what you're probably referring in the book, right? Yes. It, the days of Noah, you have to go to Genesis 6. Genesis 6, perhaps somebody could read it for me. Um, Amen. Genesis 6, uh, uh, verse... One to five, please. I think that was the time when um, we talk about those angels, obviously, um, kind of having some fun with the earthly women, and that the first Nephilim would start, right? Yes. But are you referring in this element of like they would do that in a way again, but this yes. time they would just. Um, oh, yeah kind of pretend to be like an alien quickly yeah yes but uh, but you it is true what you said and is 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 totally yes to you martin but you need to understand this is it not fernando saying it was jesus who said that before he comes this will be like the days of noah you find out what was the days of noah like and you can put it in our society and it will be exactly as he said. He will not lose one word. He will not cheat us and he will not deceive us. He's not going to put, uh, to, 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 to uh, make it bigger what is not. He said that the day that he will come, the earth will be running like the days of Noah. You can be sure that will be like that. Now, the ET connection is the extraterrestrials. Now, you today, anyone with scientific knowledge comes to me and said, there will be a fallen angel coming to corrupt the earth. Oh, the, the whole government, people don't want that. But if there will be extraterrestrial coming with a good way to present to us a degree of technology or implant that will heal humanity, that will heal cancer, that will give you new strength, that will longevity will be extended to 50, 100 years more, that will give power to man. Oh, those extraterrestrials are very welcome 
home because uh, the the planet Earth is, is suffering 50% of the planet Earth is ill. People are in hospital. From 30 years on to 70, most of the people having tablets, injection, problem, cancer, diabetes, sugar, infection, this, that, children, whatever you want to call it. More than half of the planet is desperate to find solution to the illnesses and to the degree of medicine that being produced today in order to cope with the, the amount of diseases that is suffering in this world today. And that's where the extraterrestrial comes. The ET connection, it will be the fallen angels masquerading themselves as aliens and coming to do good to us. And almost somebody will bring the, 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 the I suppose the, it will bring the idea that uh, we, or they're going to find a scientific knowledge that, that we need help from somewhere else who, who produce us. It wasn't, we were not created by God or by Jesus. We, we, we were probably given by all the people from other planet and they are coming to help us. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, thank you very much. Yes, Albert. So why, why did they have to wait so long? So if you, if you say this, these fallen angels can come back, why did they wait for like what, 4,000 years now? to come back because if they I know they they were there before Noah's period and they weren't there for so long why are they coming back now well this is a very good question uh, Albert they are coming back because they only will come back when there is a degree of invocation allowed permission and requested by humanity as humanity went into Christianity, it rejected also ideas like that. As Christianity went around the world, it moved in a different position. God gave and opened the door. But any extraterrestrial or fallen angels, any demons or any demonic activity in order to work among humans, you have to give a permission. Humanity have to give permission. Now, how we know the permission is there? Well, the permission is there very simple. Uh, you know, let's say homosexuality has been in the whole planet since the beginning of times. The difference today is allowed, is permitted, and is legal. So the society call it legal, legalize it, is already given permission to that to be exposed and manifested. Also, it is because of the last days, the enemy is trying to find a way out how to come and to be among humanity in order to do it, they need a degree of corruption, a degree of deceitlessness, a degree of, uh, of human desperation in order to ask the enemy to come and help. They would not do it. I mean, even today, there's a degree of uh, dignity of Christianity or ideas that is, is they, are, they are actually declining, but the society, generally speaking, from 2000 years back, it has been very Christianized, have been very uh, protected with a mind and a, and a fear of God that man were created by God and, and man needs to respect the neighbor, sex, and God. Something that is not being respected anymore as it used to be. Mm, 30 years ago, you would have never thought that two guys were going to be married by the Anglican Church as is permitted today, you know. I mean, 30 years ago, when I arrived here, you would have never believed that a woman can kill a baby in his own womb 
because she is the owner of her own body and I can do whatever she wants, things like that, you know. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Any questions, guys? Yeah? Ian? Rob? Anyone? Richard? Everything okay? Mm, good. Good, thank you. Okay, so we have we have that the days of Noah is a, is a prophecy being pronounced from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ. You put attention to that. If he said that, it will be like that. It won't be less, it won't be more. It will be just as it was, okay? And don't know... Do not try to, because you and me do not have a real, a, a, a real knowledge, a real comprehension of what was going on in the days of Noah. You need to go and to study the book of Enoch in order to understand what was going on in the days of Noah. You need to go and back and to read the, the fathers of the church or Josephus about uh, Enoch and the relationship with the Nephilim and what happened with the giants in those days. And we need to go and to look a little bit into the uh, Greek mythology to understand different kind of uh, mutation that went between humans and animals to understand what was going on in the days of Noah. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. Okay. Yeah. Good. The other thing is, is that here in this passage is very clear that Satan, uh, he is not limited to a space of time. And he got a portal in which he traveled. So if he were able to present himself in the court of heaven before God, saying, boy, I've been to and fro on the earth doing my bit, you know, and that is very clear in the Bible. Why not the angel will be able to come down and to move on in quite similar ways in those days? And obviously, they are not going to present themselves as a bad angels are going to kill you. No, they're going to present as, as celebrities. They're going to give you power. They're going to, to give you money. They're going to, they're going to be very well looking. Oh, extremely good singers. Oh, marvelous people with a great mind. Oh, super, super genius. I mean, oh, they will be unique. They will be higher than us, the humans. Obviously, they are going to present in a unique way. I think you answered this question before, but I just forgot. You know, we, we talk about these angels. They don't have physical bodies, but they might have soul. Um, so when they come back, as you said, do they, did, did you say that when before Noah's period, they entered people's body or was it like they, they got a physical body in, in this world? But these, these giants or these angels, they are spirit. They are no humans. They are spirit. They live in the spirit world. They live forever. They are created. They will be created forever, for eternity. God created them in the image of God, like a spirit. Any spirit is able to have a body, to be corporeal. Corporeality is to have a corporal, a, a body in which they live. For us humans, we are not able to live with our body. But this spirit, they are able to possess a body and to use it. Or they can come into this world and to be in a body. And that is common for them. They can do both. They can be in the spirit and they can also be in the body. And it's not difficult for them. It, it's the ability of the spirit world, you know. And how, how what, what example, how, how do I say that? Well, it is because the Holy Spirit gave pregnancy to Mary and become the Spirit of God, or God himself, became a baby. 
And it's simple. It's, it's, no, it's not complicated in the spirit world for them to come into this world and to have a body and to manifest themselves physically. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So shall we move on? So we have the days of Noah. And the next one is the lie. Rob, will you help me with this and read all this stuff, please, for us? Sure. It serves as the line of demarcation between God's salvation and God's condemnation. It is the consequence of not receiving the love of the truth, but willingly opposed it and doing so lose the opportunity of salvation. The lie has to do with the first and most powerful lie that the enemy used successfully at his first attend in, in Eden's garden. Genesis 3, 4 to 5, you won't die in mortality, granting human the status of gods, superhumans or transhumans. The lie, DNA enhancement will be achievable and fashionable during the days of Noah, like today, piercing, tattoos or body parts replacements by the godsians. Yeah, here we have the, 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 the lie, and this is the, the, the second point on no return. And, and this speaks very clear of this particular lie that it will be sent to people who actually do not believe or do not want to believe in Christ. Christ will do miracles, there will be revival, there will be, uh, God will reach the whole world with mercy, with compassion, with love. But there will be a degree of rebellion that people are going to say, we don't want God. We want Satan. You know that? People said, I don't want God. I don't want to be holy. I want to do my thing. So God sent them a lie. And the lie that the enemy used in, in, in this particular passage of Thessalonians that Paul speaks about is the lie that he used at the beginning. The lie that he used at the beginning was very powerful because he was able to, to bring about, to, 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 to move the foundation of Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve were, were created in the image of God. Adam and Eve were not corrupted. They didn't have any kind of desire to sin. They were no bad or wicked. They were nothing. They were pure. They were created. They were holy. But even in the holiness, the enemy was able to seduce them, to make them to believe. First, the enemy said to, to Adam and Eve in the garden, you won't die. God said that you will die, but that's not true. You will be like God. So the first, the first lie that God, that the, the devil was, was selling to Adam and Eve is immortality. And this is what to anyone who is millionaire today, there are a couple of guys who go millions who actually die about 20 or 30 years ago, and they are the DNA being kept, being kept in a sort of kind of a, you know, conditions or, or temperatures. So when there will be the possibility, they will be resurrected because they are looking to come back because immortality is what humanity looking for. Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to go to the other side. Nobody wants to leave the power. Nobody wants to finish his days here because this is very pressure for them. It's so, called cryogenetics. Sorry? 
it's called cryogenetics, where they freeze the, the people. Walt Disney has his head frozen. Did you know? No, no, no. Explain it. Explain a little bit. Tell me a little bit more, Alan, please. Well, people like Walt Disney want, want, you know, think that the technology will come back where they can be brought back to life. So mm -hmm. he, he's got a, um, he's frozen, basically, at least his head. I don't know if his whole body is, because, um, you know, they think that's all that matters is because all his mind is in his head. Um, so that, that one day when the technology comes, they can unfreeze him and bring him back to life and he can carry on living. Oh, you see. What's the name of this particular discipline? It's called cryogenetics. Cryogenetics, you see. Well, there you had it. Uh, it, it does work and it's working still today. You know, so, so there, there is a degree of immorality, immortality that humans are looking for. And the purpose of, of the enemy is to make you to believe, we make you to believe the whole world that you are going to be superhuman or you're going to be transhumans. Uh, humans are, will be the second class. Superhuman will be the first class and will be the right thing to do so. Now, this DNA or this lie is that DNA will be enhanced and they will be fashionable and achieve, achievable. Like today, people do the piercing and the tattoos and they don't look at nothing wrong. Now, all these little things are the practicing getting in a society in which nothing is going to be seen negative of your body or your DNA being enhanced or being changed, the genome. Does it make sense? So, like piercing and tattoos, is it, is it not something we, we can do? So, sorry, could you say it again? So the piercing and tattoos, is it, is it something wrong? Yes, in the degree it is. It, it is wrong because it is very much promoted uh, in order that your body will carry signs and ideas that will affect your health sooner or later, one degree or another. And... Uh, the Bible speaks very clear that your body is holy, that your body shouldn't be used by those things, that your body is not to, to be doing like this. It's, it's detecting. What the enemy uses through the person is detecting people and putting things in people that at the end, it causes them problems. Yeah. Now also is, is, is to create a humanity, a mentality that is absolutely nothing wrong. Today you put a person and, uh, and nobody will believe there's something wrong. Actually, the actual fact, myself saying that this is wrong, make me completely obsolete, completely uh, an antiquity. Fernando is out of order. It's stupid to say that. Fernando is, he belongs to another world, come from, from, from 1930s. <laughs> Isn't that true, Martin? I never said that for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, I see a lot of a lot of Christians have tattoos on them, uh, like even Bible verses or whatever, yeah. uh, or something like their wife's name. Or yeah. so, um, is that wrong, or is it is that okay? Well, what I can say, I haven't ever had the property to judge, but I can tell you that the Bible said, "Don't do it." It's simple. And the Bible said to me, that's not good, don't do it. Don't use your body for that. I think I would prefer to believe that and to follow that rather than whatever 
the fashionable thing today is allowed, you know. And the thing is, you permit one thing, you permit another, and suddenly you permit many things because you are moving to that mentality that is permissible and is acceptable. And actually, you don't know why you actually do it. People do it for many reasons, you know. But some people, without realizing doing it, for passion, do it because of God, do it because the enemy had lied to them, do it because they are in memory of somebody. I'm going to write here my, the name of Maria, my daughter, because I love her, Maria, you know, it's my daughter. It, it, it shouldn't be like that. It's not permissive, it's not acceptable. Doesn't mean that God is cannot redeem. God redeem anyone today with tattoos, with pills, and with everything, with devils, with inside, with the demons. God redeems anyone, but God redeems it so that you will not carry on doing those things. God help you and redeem you and give you knowledge so you cannot carry on in, in, in immorality. You cannot carry on in, in drug addiction. God, God come to you to help you, so you will come out of that. Make yourself clean. The Bible said to, to clean ourselves in body and in the spirit also. In the spirit and body. In 1 Corinthians 7. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's something that would be more permissible, let's put it, to our society today. And saying that, saying my what I believe, doesn't mean I am negative. Or I'm going to bunch people who go to person. No. I've got many people in, around me who go person, things like that. If they think it's okay for them, we permit it. Isn't that true, Martin? <laughs> so, so the body part replacement, is it something like somebody has a heart replacement or a lung replacement? That's allowed, isn't it? Yeah, but today's scientific knowledge can do body part replacement very simple. I mean, it's nothing out of, of, the, of this world today, you know? And there is the God of science today, the scientific God. Everyone is bowed down. Science says, science says, you know, you know. So, mm. so, do we understand what is the principle, the lie that is there? Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. Okay. It's, it look. It sounds something funny, isn't it? I guess uh, another area where um, all this business um, um, it's it's a crowd who won't have blood transfusions. Jehovah Witnesses, yeah. Yes. So there's different emphasis, aren't there, with different groups? Yeah. I guess also with tattoos. Um, if if someone became a Christian and they were covered in tattoos, um, they're no longer under that law anyway. You know, they're redeemed. Um, but also, it's hard to get rid of tattoos, isn't it, for some people? You know, they, they, it's quite a hard process to kind of oh, have yeah. them re removed, yeah? Yes. 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 People don't need to remove it. What they need is to pray and to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and that is things of the past. It's done, you know? Now, some people believe they can make an angel here. Uh, you know, this famous uh, footballer here in London who had the angel, the first angel in the neck, you know, it's, it's the angel of God. And that's just a lie. There's nothing of God, there's nothing of angels. It's, it's, it's just popularity of the enemy promoting his own thing in the way, in public, and making people to pay money for something that will damage their own body. <laughs> you know, and that's funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, 
Any question? Anything else? Are we there? Mm -hmm. So we, we finish here with the last one. Is this one. Okay. Richard, will you be able to help us reading this? This one? Yep, just read this out. Yep. yep. Revelation 13, 16 to 18, John's prophecy, the mark of a beast. It also serves as the line of the demar demarcation between God's salvation and God's condemnation. Mark, the Greek word, shragma, sculpture, engraving or stamp under the skin. Undeniably identification, irrefusable connection. Digital ID as well. Sorry, digital ID as world citizen, very similar to the COVID vaccine. Every person in the planet will need this ID to study, work, buy and sell. Last year, Microsoft joined ID2020, whose goal is to create universal digital identities for everyone. This project started in May 2016 at the United Nations Alliance of Governments for globalization, commercialization, control. Yeah, so we have here the, the one that everyone knows, is the mark of the beast. And this is, this is the point of no return, where anyone who goes beyond this point is, there will be condemnation ahead. Uh, the mark of the beast is very clear. The Bible establishes there. They said that uh, no man will be able to buy or to sell. But uh, anyone who go the mark of the beast, I mean, it, it, it is condemned forever, for eternity. And it's very sad. But, but it's the truth. And today is nothing too far away. We, we already know Microsoft, what it's doing and all the great reset. They are working into a universal digital identity to get everyone in the planet uh, vaccine or identify in order to move into that. And I think it will take in the next 10, 15 years, they will be coming into, into reality in every corner of the world. Perhaps, perhaps no in three or three years, three or five years is too short for the whole planet to move. But, uh, but we are talking of uh, uh, every continent, every little village, everyone, every human being in the world. Any, boy or girl is going to be born, they are going to have the mark of the beast and it will be there. Mm -hmm. And these points, the lie, the days of Noah, the mark of the beast, are the three pronouncements in the Bible where it makes very clear that or you choose for God or you choose for eternal condemnation uh, in hell for eternity, separated from God and from from, from families or from friends in, in a well of misery and, and memories of whatever you were given the opportunity to be saved. And that, that is it, to be honest. Uh, we cannot say too much about the, 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 the mark of the beast because it has been said a lot and every, everyone knows about that, you know. So you become a world citizen and, and that will give you a status and will give you prominence and will give you study, work, job, friends, you know, pop, dinner, whatever. But uh, if you haven't got that, it will be rejected. And suddenly, sooner or later, 
somebody will hand you over to the government or to the authorities and they will put in prison and they will kill you for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Any question? It's interesting with COVID-19 that um, many people with the inoculation, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, and a lot of, a lot of reserve, mm -hmm. as well as people loving it, you know. So um, it's an interesting time that there was a big question mark on, on the inoculation. But um, again, it's um, having your eyes open, isn't it? I mean, you, you pointed out um, you'll know when... Um, these sort of areas become the mark of a beast anyway, you know, what they're trying to get us to do. Yeah. Yeah. As far as there would be scientific knowledge to provide me with health, with, with, with problem, with rem remedy to my situation, to my illness, to my diseases, I I'm happy to it. But at the moment you ask me that if any scientific knowledge will, will oblige me, will, will compulsory make me need to worship somebody. That's the different thing. That, that one you have to be very careful when you have to bow down or you have to bend the knee before anyone else in order to have your medicine or your or your vaccine that make a big difference because I do believe God uh, God is always there you know and God is the one who gave knowledge to the to the doctors and scientific knowledge for people to, to say hello and and to to heal the humanity, to help the poor and to restore lives. So, so we got the three marks of the beast and uh, the mark of the beast is the third of the three points of no return that the Bible speak about. Mm -hmm. Okay, we finished with this guys. I go for you, the last one. And there is the points of no return, the question to these three points of no return. And I'm going to leave you with this question. Number one, why is there no more grace and forgiveness for those who take the mark of the beast? That's a question that many people ask. <laughs> Number two, how likely is it that God will condemn someone to the lake of fire for merely worshiping a false god? People have been worshiping false gods for, for millennia. <laughs> uh, the third question, what about those who think that they must feed their children from the starving and getting medicine for their family? You know, that's a one another question that, that everyone asks. <laughs> and the fourth is the extraterrestrial coming to help us and to do good to humanity. Why are they from the devil? This seems a bit harsh and contrary to the heart of God. They are guys who are coming to do good for us. Why are we going to believe that they are from the devil? He's coming in a good way. He's coming to help humanity. Suddenly he going to, they're going to heal the cancer and going to heal... They are tractors and going to give you 40 years more life, 50 years more life. And those are the questions. And I want you to give me answer to those questions, guys. We'd hope you had the answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yes. Mm. I think all, all of these have a similar theme, don't they? They're, they're all about turning away from God. Yes. And turning to something else. Yeah. Worshipping, yeah. Yeah. It's Satan. Mm. 